any project around this house, and any homeowners out there know this, if you DIY something, you might as well take the amount of time that YouTube tells you it's going to take and <laughs> multiply that by three because you're going to run into something that you didn't plan for. Society's family unit is in crisis as less and less people are making the commitment of a lifelong partnership together. It has been normalized, encouraged, and easier than ever to just throw in the towel when the going gets tough. With time and a premium, start by spending 20 minutes per week gaining thought-provoking inspiration towards a journey of self-improvement, ultimately improving your marriage, your family, your health, and your home. Do you cheat on your taxes? Do you take shortcuts at work? Do you take credit for something that you didn't do yourself? These questions and many more are questions about truth and integrity. Life is full of choices and these choices matter whether it's something big or small. Today we are going to delve into why integrity matters and tips on how to live a life of integrity in everything that you do or don't do. Welcome to the Family Order Podcast again today and let's talk about values and specifically the value of integrity. In episode three, way back when, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, and several others, we've mentioned our family values. We have five of them. Integrity is one of our primary values. Why is this? Because integrity is vital in the foundation of who a person is and how you build and then maintain meaningful relationships. We describe integrity as being responsible for doing what we say we will do. Be accountable for our words, actions, and belongings. In short, some examples would be even Cadence's commitments outside, are kind of our commitments too, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> outside of the home. Uh, she is in cheerleading, which is a three-day-a-week commitment. And sometimes she gets really, she gets tired by the time it's time to go to practice and she just doesn't want to go. But we remind her that she made this commitment. We made a financial commitment to it and she needs to go. And we talk about it as a family before we leap into it. We really go over it with her and review and say, this is what this is going to look like for you every week. This Mm -hmm. is the type of time commitment, the work you're going to have to put in and you remind your kids of that stuff. It's just like getting a pet. If yeah. if you're going to buy a pet, you now have to go over caring for the pet, the expense and the extra cleanup and the, you know, all that stuff. That way it's not something they will, you know, have buyer's remorse later. Yeah. We've talked about vetting out your spouse quite a bit. Obviously that's yeah. a, a big thing, but you should vet out your commitments too. Mm-hmm. What is this going to look like? You know, something um, as well, Cadence is involved in Girl Scouts, for us, that's two times a month that we get together, but we, as a troop, have a commitment that our parents also lead badges. I am the leader, but I only lead one badge. So, and then I've made the commitment of being cookie mom. So I know that between December through February, I am out of commission. <laughs> right. So we vet out those and... So we don't just automatically take something on, you know, if Cadence comes to us and is like, I want to do trampoline and tumbling. Well, you know what? We need to vet that out because you already have a commitment Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night every week and Saturday and or Sunday every week. 
you know, right. then and you have commitments. Right. You know, you have cornhole every single Wednesday. And then on Thursday nights, you get online with the guys and stuff. So mm-hmm. those are commitments that you've made. And if something else comes up, we have to vet it out and see if we are able to commit to that. So it's it, it's small things like game night mm-hmm. and big things, you know, like a three-day-a-week commitment or a house. Oh, my goodness. Vetting out the commitment of a house. Like, you can make a big mistake real quick right now. <laughs> and you can certainly overestimate your ability to get something done when it's really far out and underestimate how long something will take. You don't plan for things to go wrong, but you probably should. You should usually buffer your commitments, buffer your deadlines, because you have to plan for things going wrong. You know, and for us, I think integrity really is about commitments. You know, it's not just about, it's the small things and the big things. Believe it or not, small decisions do matter. So if your friends were to be anonymous and answer questions about you, how would they respond honestly? Mm-hmm. One exercise that can really open your eyes is to write your own eulogy. So it sounds a bit morbid and heavy, uh, but to think about what your funeral would look like. What would your kids, friends, colleagues, or family members say about you? How would you be remembered? How do you want to be perceived by those around you? We may not like it, but other people's opinions of us do matter, and perception is reality. In many cases, you already know the real truth, even if you've tried to spin it and excuse it in your head. Mm -hmm. One small lie or shortcut makes it easier the next time and the next time and so on. So what makes us experts on this subject? (laughs) Well, we aren't really experts, but we do have some good old-fashioned life experience. I would say we haven't really always lived in integrity all the time. I think that would be impossible, but... Lies get told, secrets get kept, you know, and so on. There's a lot of examples. And looking back, typically, it's not worth it. I've let myself down. I felt bad later when I didn't keep a promise or I took the easy way out, when I didn't follow through and so forth, and it just feels terrible. And why is that? Well, I think, number one, I don't aspire to be average and mediocre I don't like feeling like I took the shortcut. I like to feel like I earned it. Mm -hmm. And I want to have a meaningful life that others would want to follow, especially my kids. And much research has been done to explain why people cheat or lie. Many times it's just having the opportunity in particularly a weak moment. And if there isn't much of a chance of being caught. Not only that, but it's easier to take the lazy route when you're tired, you're bored, you're burnt out, or just flat out in a bad mood. You need to manage your energy and make sure that you aren't putting yourself in situations where you're going to be tempted. And it's like being on a diet, but you're going to Krispy Kreme. Probably going to be hard to have self-control Anytime you you don't take away the temptation. Anytime I pass a Bavarian cream-filled donut, I just can't. (laughs) I can't. I just have to stay away from them. That's why you don't buy that stuff to keep in your house, because then you won't eat it. We aren't perfect and we make mistakes. Often we're hard on ourselves and it could, because Ben and I have very high standards. We really do for ourselves. Goals and deadlines help us. We are very goal and deadline oriented, um, but we also need to have a challenge. Most of our slip ups happen because we're tired and beaten down. It's not just the kids, but all of the challenges and decisions that we make on a daily basis. By the end of the day, our brains are fried. 
And there's not a lot of time for extras. Giving ourselves a bit more grace might help too, but we've struggled to achieve our financial goals and our diet um, or weight loss goals with keto and other small commitments that we, we make. We sometimes don't go on our daily walks and we put up excuses like it's too hot mm-hmm. out and stuff. People have walked in hotter temperatures. Some people running in the rain today. Yeah, exactly. So we, you yeah. know, we, we make up excuses. We, you know, we say we're going to play a game with KJ, family game night and stuff. And then we don't because at the end of the day, we're just so tired that we just, we just want to go to bed and we don't always stick to our meal plan either. A lot of times on the weekends we get caught up in, in things that we're doing and then we're like, ah, let's just grab something. So there've been times where we have also just been thinking out loud about something and we didn't realize that our spouse or mostly our kids didn't take it more seriously. For instance, we've been toying around the idea of moving quite a bit. And obviously that's a goal for us, whether that is building a house and moving into that within the next couple of years or getting out of this house and moving within the next couple of years, moving to a completely different state. These are ideas that Ben and I openly kind of throw around and sometimes we don't realize that Cadence might take it a little bit more seriously than what we're talking about, like as if it's going to happen. And this is something that I dealt with growing up as a child, too, that, you know, my parents were constantly talking about, oh, we're going to move here, we're going to move there. And I would tell my friends and neighbors and the neighbors would ask my parents, oh, I hear you're moving to Nashville. And then it just would never happen. That really just discredits you mm-hmm. when you throw things around like that. So most people do want to be taken seriously, and they want words to have weight and mm-hmm. meaning to those around them. We've caught ourselves doing a lot of talking and dreaming, but we don't necessarily take the steps to follow through. So integrity with our words is an area of improvement, but we all know that actions matter more than words. We do observe a lot of parents and couples out there that overcommit themselves and have trouble sticking to any sort of plan, whether that's commitments with extracurricular activities, mm-hmm. committing to a party that you're doing that you say you're going to you're going to bring this or that or and then you don't. Mm-hmm. You either don't come or you don't bring. Yeah, we're exactly. going to see so picked up a box of cookies. Oh, my God. To to come to a party where you were supposed to be the one providing a side dish. Or exactly. Something. Exactly. It drives me crazy when people. When people cancel things at the last minute, when people don't have plans, when, you know, when things come up at the last minute, it, it drives me nuts. Like, I just can't. It's easier to say no. It's okay. You're not going to yeah. hurt our feelings. Say no. Just Say no up front rather than stringing us along right. for a few days. Or bail at the last minute and mm-hmm. then it, it makes it a lot harder to deal with for the next time. Like, I'm not going to trust you to come over next mm-hmm. time. I'm probably not even going to set anything up because yeah. I don't know what I can rely on. With all of that said, why should you live a life of integrity? Why does this even matter? Well, number one, there's much less to worry about. Think about it. If this is a serious example, but if you've cheated on your partner, now you're worried about them seeing your phone, texts, emails. You worry about slipping up. There's a lot more on your mind now, and it's going to drive you crazy. Integrity also builds trust. People know that they can rely on you and be comfortable with you because you have built credibility. It takes a long time to build it. It takes one mess up to wreck it all. All of your relationships will benefit from living with integrity. 
The third reason, it provides clarity. You don't have to think as hard about tough decisions because you live by a code or a set of rules. It's easier to not feel guilty about making the wrong decisions. Instead, you're operating with integrity. You already know what you're doing. And the last reason, there aren't all the reasons, but the last reason is that it's very rewarding and gratifying. You know when you paid something back that was owed. And you know you were honest. And you can have a clear conscience about this. A small example of that. So paying back, like a lot of people think financial things. Oh, yeah, sure. But Favors are much bigger than exactly. the monetary you know, money. Here's a part. super tiny example. When we were on our RV trip for eight days, our neighbor mowed our lawn. That was back in May. Okay, end of May. The entire summer, we have felt like we needed to mow her lawn, you know, to kind of, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, it was out of the pure kindness of her heart. We didn't ask her to do yeah. it or anything like that. But the, all summer, we've been like, God, like, you know, we really need to like pay her back for doing that. And luckily enough, they went on a long trip and we decided to mow her lawn the day before she got back so that she didn't have to worry about it while she was back. But it could be little things like that. Like if you live a life of integrity, something as small as a, mowing a lawn, just kind of it, you feel indebted to someone. Yeah, I think of the example where I helped a neighbor clean up limbs out of his uh yard where uh, he had several that were down. It was a a lot of mature trees. Anyway, so just something like that, just giving your time and helping out. You didn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, they they feel just so much closer to you that they can really trust you because you're willing to give up some of your time and sacrifice and, and help out, even if you weren't expected to. How can you live a life of integrity? Well, to start with, you can do it now and not later. There's no point in waiting because you won't feel more like doing it later than you do right now. Why do we think that tomorrow is going to be better? Why do we think later tonight's going to be better? You're going to be more tired. You're probably going to be busier. More things are going to come up. So stop making excuses and rationalizations. This is point number two. Everyone has them. And you can always come up with more excuses, more reasons why something's not getting done, but it's still not getting done. And it will never end if you let it continue and keep going with all the excuses. This kind of goes with the busy excuse. This is one of my biggest pet peeves and that I I hate the word busy. We're just busy. We're just busy. I say it. I know that I say Mm -hmm. it. I've been so busy. I've been so busy. And it's true, but everyone is busy. Everyone is busy. You choose to be busy. You choose the things that you put on your calendar. Mm-hmm. I choose to put a lot on my calendar. Right. <laughs> and I need to choose less to put on my calendar. I still get it all done. Yeah. That's the thing. I say I'm busy, but I get it all done. That's the thing. I don't commit to something and not get it done, number one. But number two, if I did not get it done, my excuse is not that I'm busy. Right. You didn't prioritize. You, exactly. You, you maybe... Uh... You weren't as efficient as you should have been. I hate so that forth. word. Like it, it's, we're all busy with something. Yeah. And in today's world, you can commit yourselves to far more things than you can possibly ever get done. But if you spend two hours a day looking on your phone on social media or two hours at night watching Netflix shows, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure you have the time to go to the gym. Pretty sure you have the time to do something with your kids or to get that extra project done. Or we all have the same 24 hours in a day. It's not like I have more hours in a day than other people. 
Mm-hmm. For some reason, people seem to think that, but I right. still get my sh- stuff done. And that goes right into our third point of taking it personally. Mm-hmm. You do need to give an F about what you're supposed to be doing and manage your Fs so that you have <laughs> enough left at the end of the day to get something done. Don't overcommit yourself and wear yourself out. And then, you, you know, six o'clock rolls around and you're spent. You got nothing left. You've been running around all over the place so now you're not able to get anything done at night and you wind up eating junk food sit in front of the tv until you pass out take it personally this does matter and you should make yourself proud of what you're doing and you can be a model for others if, if you're eating junk food you know you shouldn't be well you're going to feel bad about it later you're going to be like yeah i had that pizza last night i shouldn't have done that instead if you ate healthy and you keep this momentum going you have something to feel good about be who you say you are and do what you say you're going to do. Sounds fairly simple. Also, make sure you don't put yourself in a bad situation. Set yourself up for success, and then you can take credit for what you do, but only take credit for what you are doing. Don't take credit for what other people do. Exactly. This kind of leads into talking bad about people as well. That's kind of putting yourself in a in a bad situation. So yes. don't talk bad about your friends or your spouse or your coworkers behind their back. If I'm talking to other parents or, you know, people and they're starting to riff about, you know, so-and-so did this or that or blah, blah, blah. And it doesn't even, like, involve me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I don't know, like a wall that you can talk to about it. It drives me, it, it drives me crazy. I really don't, I really don't talk bad about people. I definitely don't talk bad about my spouse, which we've talked about uh, showing contempt for your spouse Anyways, but this definitely makes people wonder what you say about them behind their back when they're not around mm-hmm. because this doesn't bring them into your confidence. No, this doesn't make you closer, especially exactly. if it becomes a habit. If I have someone that constantly comes up to me and tells me what so-and-so did and what so-and-so didn't do and what so-and-so said and I still don't respond, it... It's because I'm wondering, holy crap, what do you say about me behind my back, you know? Yeah. I thought this person was your best friend. <laughs> well, and it makes you wonder, why do you continue to hang out with them if yeah. you're that upset? Or it, whether it's like something at work or school or whatever, like, okay, I'm with, I, I, I feel for you. I sympathize for a little while, but after it keeps coming back up, I'm starting to think, okay, how do I get you to stop talking about this and i'll say well how about you just quit your job so (laughs) or stop hanging out with that person Mm -hmm. or whatever and this is one reason you don't go complain about your spouse to your friends Mm -hmm. because they're going to be like oh i don't know get divorced i don't want to hear you talk about this anymore apparently you're very unhappy so just (laughs) they'll talk Mm -hmm. you into that stuff you Mm -hmm. know because yeah they're your friends but Nobody wants They'll to tell hear you, you yeah. complain over and over yeah. about the same thing. Basically, you're going to your friend for them to tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. Think about what does a life of integrity mean to you? You should lead a life of integrity for yourself as well as others. And you undermine your credibility if you don't follow up on your words or your commitments. Keep promises to yourself as well, and it will give you more confidence and you'll feel better about yourself. Without integrity... You will not have the ability to maintain any long-term relationships with anyone, as we said earlier. 
There will be a lack of trust and there's nothing to build on. You will also have difficulty raising your kids or leading a team at work. People will follow a leader that has integrity. Everyone has an integrity gap somewhere in their life with their diet, finances, goals, at work, with their kids or their spouse. The smaller that gap, the more satisfaction and fulfillment you will have in your life. Alan Simpson once said, If you have integrity, nothing else matters. If you don't have integrity, nothing else matters. This week's call to order is to reflect on your integrity and come up with a way to improve your level of integrity to yourself or someone in your life. Be honest and open about an area of your life where you haven't been walking the walk. Don't lie about it or rationalize it. Have a plan to fix it, grit your teeth, and go to work on it. It won't be easy, but anything worthwhile isn't easy. Stop talking about it and start doing it. If you're ready for your marriage and family dynamic to thrive and not just survive, all it takes is 20 minutes or less joining us each week. It begins with a journey of self-improvement while you sit in the carpool lane, commute to work, squeeze in a workout, or get halfway through folding that laundry pile. Be sure to check out the blog at thefamilyorder.com and follow us on social media at The Family Order. If you're ready to start your journey, be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss new episodes every Monday.